here I am sitting here with my laptop. You know what I'm on? My laptop with my fancy stuff behind me. I don't want to hear. No one can make a great record in their home. Welcome to Two Shots and a Royalty Check, brought to you by Venmo, your money, your move, and liquid death. Murder your thirst. Let's get back into it. What is it? That, what's the name of the character? Hi, I'm Derry Murbles with Honey uh, oh. Public Radio, and oh, this is Swedish Yodel Music by Clefargan. I just always remember, and I'm Terry Gross. Oh, yeah, of course. So... Yeah. Um, yeah. Was, what was the other one? I'm Robert Siegel. That was the one I was. Got, was got me. Was that was exactly. That's his voice. It sounds like that. Is she the most famous gross? She might be the Terry most gross? famous gross. I think. Uh, I, what about the dude that was on Family Ties? Michael. Michael Gross. gross. What yeah. would we do, baby, without us? I'm trying to think of another gross that. Do I you can know think who of. sung that? Do you know who sang that song? Sheena Easton. Oh my God! You're so close. No, Deborah, <laughs> Deborah Joe Rupp from that '70s from show? that '70s show. Get the fuck out of here! I don't know if that's true at all, but it's a great story. It's someone like that. <laughs> Kitty from that '70s show. Please um, look that up. Deborah Joe Rupp. We'll get to that in the fact saying, check. Thanks, Dex. Um, <laughs> which one was that? That was Family Ties, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, no. Alex P. Keaton. You need you need this the song name. Uh, it wasn't that. No, it was because um, the one you're thinking of is oh, damn it! Family Ties was wasn't Growing Pains, was it? I think it was Growing Pains. Yeah. See, I'm a fount of late '80s, early '90s uh, family oriented sitcoms. You want to know anything about Full House? I'm lying. I don't have any. Of that. I do. Yeah. Uh, what happened to Danny? Did he go on? Uh, Did no. he get his career back? <laughs> no, no, he didn't. He banged his head in a hotel room and passed away. Holy shit! What a horrible end to that story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bob Saget. You were amazing. Bob Saget, love Bob Saget. He would find that joke funny. I would hope he would. Probably. You know, it probably didn't have enough cuss words in it. I remember when everyone learned that Bob Saget didn't work blue all the time. <laughs> When, uh, you know, it's like, oh, no, that's America's dad. And it's like, have you ever seen a stand-up? Yeah. You know, Watch him in Half-Baked. Yeah. You, you, you <laughs> Suck rock dick for a dick! For we- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I used to love it. We used to quote that line all the time and try to do it wrong. Oh, God. He, 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 Suck your rock for a dick! It's just so fucked up. <laughs> you haven't asked it right. <laughs> Wait, that's not right. Oh. Wait, that's not right. Either way, I will suck something for a dick or a rock. Either way. <laughs> that's horrible. Yes. We always have these a- really great conversations in general where we solve all of the music business problems in two to four hours or nine hours, depending on if there's beer and Greek pizzas involved. Mm, beer and Greek pizzas. I miss that Greek pizza. You know what? That place doesn't open till like three or four now. Like there's, I just sent a bunch of people there based on us. Like, oh, yeah, you want to get all loaded on a weekday? Go to, <laughs> go to I don't know if I'll have to delete that, but yeah, go there. Yeah. And uh, well, especially section. when our fan base gets exorbitant, um, uh, we will definitely have to not attend that place because our fans and stalkers will be standing outside awaiting uh, hair follicles and skin tags. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, that's what the music business can get you is hair follicles, skin tags, Greek pizza, and shots. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Should we just do it? I mean, Let's I guess do we're it. doing it. We can put we're this already in doing it, too. It. Doesn't really we already matter. hit record. I like to slide in like that. Yeah, totally. I do, too. That's how I've been married twice and divorced twice. That's what she said. <laughs> does that still work there? I, I hope so. There's very few places it does not work. <laughs> That's what they said at this point. All right. So, hey, let's get into a little music news. Did you see that thing with King Charles? Uh, that king he, Chuck? Got it. It's so stupid to call someone, like, now they're king. Yeah. Like, I would have I would have been better with like, a, with, like, baby kings, where he's, like, always king. Yeah. But like, how do you go, like, tomorrow you shall call me king? Yeah. Your royal highness. Is it highness? Yeah. Your royal heine? What would I, it be? Your majesty. Your royal earness. Majesty. Oh. What a fucking... Isn't that what I call a judge when I'm in court? Yes. So King Chuck or King Ralph. Yes. <laughs> King Johnson Ralph could get a band to play, but this guy, this guy, he can't get nobody to play. Yeah. 
Adele not. said no. Um, all of the greats, Blur said no. <laughs> Actually, I thought it was funny. Is in the article, it even says Blur said no. I'm like, I did don't they, see. They didn't King ask Charles. Blur. They might have asked Gorillas, but they don't like their standpoint on things these days. Can, I, literally, can you imagine that? If like, rise, and so now you shall be known as King Majesty Charles the Third and forevermore. Yes, exactly. Maybe that's what they're looking for. I'll license it. I'll license yeah. it to them. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I know who to get a hold of for that. Yeah, the biggest, I love that record. So the biggest thing I saw was, of course, Harry Styles is out, although... I don't think he's totally British anymore. I think he's L.A. British now. Yeah, yeah, which I understand. I mean, Sunshine is really a powerful motivator for anybody. Yeah, L.A. British is pretty hot. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're taking all of our jibs. You know that, right? The British. They're taking all of our what's? Our jibs. You're taking our jibs. (laughs) Taking our jobs. Ah, ah. It's a little South Park throwback. I thought it was a a sailing uh, turn. (laughs) Or you're having another stroke. Yeah, I'd say, wait, wait, that wasn't me. No, it wasn't me. <laughs> so, so Harry's out. Harry's Adele's out. out. Adele, no, sir. No, she's Robbie not Robbie Williams? Robbie Williams. <laughs> no, sir. Robbie <laughs> Williams will not be performing for King Charles III. Take yeah. that. <laughs> no, that motherfucker he's like even sober he's like i'm no i can't be a part of this like he, no even he's no. smart about it <laughs> did i hear rightly that they asked elton john they asked sir elton john i apologize okay here's what title. i think's funny do you consider him like so you're the new king and the queen before like said you're a sir elton john like he's still sir to the new king right like the new king I, doesn't yeah. go that one i don't think m- he can revoke that okay that one won me yeah. You know, he could have done that, but fucking yeah. Elton John, total bestie of Diana. Mm-hmm. Like those two were probably exchanging makeup shades. Like what? So. What specs in Essex? Should yeah. I wear an autumn? Yeah, yes. you definitely wear an autumn. But you Some know, like they, he blames that dude for like her trying to commit suicide and aneurysm or not aneurysm. <laughs> That'd be horrible. Anorexia. Yeah, that. That's the one. <laughs> Those are not the same thing. <laughs> they really aren't. <laughs> yeah, not even close. What do you think? Like, who who should play? Like, okay, so he's not going to get any of the good ones. No. Uh, but, like, who should play? Who could play? God, if he could get uh, Tom Jones, but no, nah, I don't think so. Jesus, Tom Jones or Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart's Rod, proudly British. Sir Rod Stewart. If you get faces back together, pull Ronnie Wood in, and they can make a good rock show out of that. I'd be pretty sweet. I think it's interesting they didn't ask the Stones, although yeah. they all live here now. Yeah. Well, I think okay, they live you're in, like, a France. British citizen, aren't you? Don't you have? I, am, I have dual citizenship, indeed. Okay. Yes, I okay. do. Okay. What if Prince Charles asked you for one of the bands you manage, direct, whatever, creatively do, <laughs> like, hey, can you come over and do a Type 45 for us? Would you do it for King Charles? Uh, I have, uh, I don't care unless the check, if the check, clear as who cares yes okay all right oh i like this oh i like this let's get into this <laughs> let's get into this because this is like so it's like king charles if you disagree with the monarchy or whatever and you're like yeah i don't want my act to be associated with that that's one thing yeah but what if you're doing like beyonce in saudi arabia or dubai or like you get that 20 million dollar guarantee like what is the number to go play one of those places where you're like pretty much everyone agrees like okay, are you you're old enough to remember? Remember Sun City, where like yes. the whole thing about like we're not going to play Sun City and musicians were like we're not going to do it because of apartheid. It became a whole thing. Yes, yeah. And but like that's not really happening with Dubai. It's not really happening with Saudi Arabia, although it's frowned upon. Yeah, but you're saying there's a dollar amount. You go. Well, I'm saying there's a dollar amount for that particular gig. Right. Right. Um, when it comes you're to playing, human rights music, violations, fuck them. yeah. Yeah, there's a whole. That's a whole. The, the the money is not even on the. There's not enough money in the world to have me go there and play for somebody who's, you know, uh, you know, you know, put it, breaking the backs of the proletariat or or you know however you want to put that you know and all the disrespect with regards to women and you know, disrespect. That's a really tame term for. <laughs> that's what doing, a doing a lot of work. Doing a lot of work. That's you know. I I mean. 
it's there's there's not a there's not a there's not a dollar sign you can put on that for me. Um, I've had there's friends not, that have like literally no, not not twenty no. million, not thirty million, not no. never have to if play another. If gig. you're willing to pay me twenty million dollars to go there and play, I can make twenty million dollars elsewhere where I don't have to straddle that line. Oh, that's a good that's a good point. I don't so, know though. I don't know if somebody would pay Beyonce thirty six or twenty six or whatever it was. Yeah, and I mean it really depends on the you know. There's also a piece of it was like, yeah, if I go here, but I have an open microphone, I'm going to say what the fuck I think. There's that. There's another piece of it too with regards to, do I get to be me or do I have to kowtow to some? Uh, Can you drink? That, and yeah, if you cuss, will you get arrested? And and especially if you know, Beyonce, if you wear like Beyonce's a, a woman in a in a place with you know very few rights for women. You know, yeah, like, and and yet they're paying her an exorbitant amount of money, and you know, like uh, a woman is property in these places, and it's like, I don't, I don't. And she was showing her ankle. I know it. Yes, uh, I've course. seen pictures. But you know, like, I mean, I don't, I don't have any. I mean, like, whoever wants to run their business, like, whatever you're gonna do, run your business. I, at the end of the day, it's none of my damn business. But there's a there's a point where. Money is not the only answer. Like, I have two criteria by which I book shows. Does it feed my wallet? Does it feed my soul? And if it feeds both of them, I'm going to say yes. If it feeds one or the other, I have to think about it. Right. Yeah, that makes Um, sense. Less so with the soul part. If it feeds my soul, I have to think about it less. I just have to think about it. Can I financially do this and not take a bath? With the financial piece of it, if I'm going and I'm playing for somebody that I have a fundamental you know, disagreement with on their, you know, stance on a variety of things, then I have to think about it quite a bit longer, and the chances of me saying no are much higher. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's bring this locally to, like, reality. You know, how how often would this come into, like, I know you play gigs in Florida, and I know we both are of the mindset that some of the policies in Florida are (laughs) not great for people. No. (laughs) Not great for the normal people. And Miami's a mess and all of that. But but your fans are your fans or the people, yeah. your clients are your clients. But, like, here, here's a great example. Like, I mean, we'll talk about, like, no, no, no. No amount of money would make me play Saudi Arabia. But we'll play Tennessee that is about to pass a, a law to basically arrest you on stage if you're doing a drag show. And here's mm-hmm. this, is, this is what's interesting. I want your opinion on this. So Bonnaroo is coming up. Yeah. And there's a lot of great bands, Lil Nas X, mm-hmm. Foo Fighters, shout out. Um, yeah. And so there's a push. There's a few people that are trying to push, like, inside. Do a drag show at Bonnaroo. At Bonnaroo. Mm. Like, like one yeah. of the metal bands. Like, Foo Fighters would be perfect. Do Learn to Fly yeah. in a Dress. Yeah. And exactly. do that whole thing. I mean, I want them to fucking arrest Dave Grohl <laughs> yeah. on a Saturday night uh, yeah. uh, in front of TikTok in the world. Yeah, and and to show how stupid this law is. I'm sorry. I guess I gave up my cards there. What I feel yeah. about the law, but I'm saying yeah. like we would not play a show in Tennessee because we disagree with the laws necessarily, because yeah. we have fans there. It's like yes. the same in China. Like, oh no, I can't do it in China because the Uyghurs. Uh, and I say that as I text you on an iPhone. Yeah. You know, at least I know I am somewhat hypocritical, but I guess there's a line, right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, Lil Nas X is gonna fuck with them. Yes, hard, and I am here for it. Yeah, I really. That's the thing I love about as far as like rock stars of the last five years. That human is is pushing. It's just, it's it's Bowie style, you know, subversiveness, and I I'm fucking here for it. Yeah, because I believe that you know art should challenge. Now I don't subscribe. I don't do that personally for me because. Yeah. If you're um, that kind of artist, go for if it. He, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to, you know, mispronoun um, them. I don't, I don't know what what he they go by. I apologize. It's a little, a little clumsy here, but that is the that is what art should do, in my opinion. It should push buttons and and challenge opinions. And this is what music does. And and they've done that since the 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 marketing campaign for the last record. I remember talking two years ago about when did when did Lil Nas X put out his first record? And it was like <laughs> two years ago. And I was like, it hasn't fucking come out yet. That is how in the Zeitgeist this human is. That's a you plan. Know? That's a release plan. 
But with regards to him playing Bonnaroo and playing, you know, like and 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 standing on the stage, you know that that button is going. This is Jim Morrison jerking off on stage all over again. Yeah, you know, Bobby Brown push the boundaries. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's, if getting arrested on stage is, it's got to be a million and a half in publicity at least. Oh, yeah. I mean, but with social now, I don't even think you can calculate it as long as no. it goes right. As long as people take it as. The rebellious act it is, which is funny yeah. because the Jim Morrison thing was probably more drunkenness. Now we yeah. know the Bobby Brown thing was probably more cocaine. <laughs> yeah, <know? laughs> yeah, yeah. All of the above. Yeah, for sure. But Marilyn Manson meant to do it. You know, everywhere yeah, that, he went. He's a challenging figure for me right now, too, because I remember yes. loving those records and then to have all of the accusations come out of it. It's, I mean, it's it's Bill Cosby, but with you know less less you know. I mean, that was definitely <laughs> you heard him. Uh, Stu said Marilyn Manson is the Bill Cosby of music. Yeah, well, <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard ding, it here ding, first. Ding, 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 That's ding. the clip. <laughs> uh, Get more of this no, on the podcast. <laughs> but I, I again, when I was a teen, when I was it was my late teens, when Mar- Marilyn Manson, my parents at the dinner table knew who the fuck Marilyn Manson was because it was on the new news. records called Antichrist Superstar. Is this yeah. what your children are listening to? We'll have the story at ten. Yeah. You know that kind of crap. And so I remember that coming up at the dinner table, and I remember fucking loving those records and loving what the the challenges that he was posing, you know, musically and stylistically, and just kind of being, kind of not being a a, a gender, kind of playing in all those places, and to find out that he's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, um. Yeah. <laughs> is you know I I I I I guess maybe that's my own shortcoming because I tried to put a cause on him that maybe he didn't have. You yeah. know. Growing up in a very religious household, you know, maybe I was putting that on him because yeah, fuck the man kind of shit, you know. But uh you know, like I'm starting to realize as I get older that um some of these humans are they don't have that that cause on their mind. They they're yeah. just kind of they're kind of just doing what they think might sell more records. I look. I gotta say, for all the generational wars that go on, it's one of the things that I and I'm not a part of that. I love the younger generations. I think it's fucking mm-hmm. awesome that yeah. they're like pissy about climate change. I'm like, yeah, welcome. Yeah, we're we're on that. We were recycling when we were watching news shows that said, yeah, they're just taking it to the dump. Or, you know, yeah. whatever. But Absolutely. I love that they've, they're like a lot of the younger generations are driven by meaning. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I think that we forget probably pre 2010 at the latest, maybe 2005, a lot of those antics from back in the day were driven yeah. heavily by drugs. We don't talk <laughs> about it, we don't talk about it, and yeah. we should. But, like, yeah. the kids that are on drugs from 2005 on, yes, they're still cocaine or whatever, but it's a lot of pills and weirder drugs. And there were some people that could hold their cocaine and liquor over yeah. weeks. And yeah. at some point, they break and they do something shitty. And the PR people are like, yeah, he's speaking out against Florida's law, <laughs> you know? And it's like, <laughs> no, he was just loaded yeah. and, like, obviously has some mental and health problems. You know, he was just loaded, and and but but to see the way Lil Nas X does it is so like pointed and purposeful, and mm-hmm. I am trying to piss you off and look at the artistic way I'm doing it. It's not yeah. accidental or of the moment. Oh God, no! And that's what and I, I love about it. Okay, so I think we figured thing. this Great. out. Yeah. Lil Nas X should play King Charles's coronation. Yeah. <laughs> We've got it. Okay. So let's wrap that fucker okay. up. <laughs> yeah. That's that done. Yeah. I'm here for King Ralph. <laughs> Congratulations, Your Grace. Yes. So Lil Nas X, 28 million. King's coronation. I think we got it all worked out. And yeah. uh, live feed to Saudi. It'll be yeah. fine. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, so we got one of those questions in. Uh-oh. Thank you all for some questions as we get started in this whole journey. We get a lot of questions and emails and stuff, and we'll give you all that information at the end of the episode, not piss you off about that now. But this one is basically albums versus singles. Um, I'm sure you get this with your students all the time. Mm-hmm. Is it better to release singles versus albums, and why? And I imagine this was 
is it better to release singles versus albums today and why? Yeah. <laughs> I'll go ahead yeah. and put that editorial note in. Yeah. Today or the future. You want to give well, a first swing at that? I have my ideas. I, I, no, because I'm always taking first swing. Let's hear from the... the, oh, okay. I'm, the ca- I'm the caveman in the room. You guys. <laughs> I'm me. just a simple caveman. Doesn't yeah. know anything about distribution and releasing. Um, <laughs> no, so my stock answer to this for years, like if I go talk at a college or like what I've written in Performer, I, I mean, I've been on record about it, is that no one listens to more than one song at a time. Yeah. And, and in the streaming world. And ever. <laughs> so that's, it's just a fact. You can only concentrate on one at a time. And so... If you think you have a great song, and I think that the only thing that runs the music industry is a song. Like, if yeah. you, I've seen a million great players, a million beautiful mm-hmm. people, a million amazing texts. Without the song or the songs, they don't get anywhere. You've got to have the song. And so, yeah. but the only way you know whether you have the song is whether people tell you that by repeatedly listening, not even saying I love it or tweeting about it or TikToking or whatever, repeatedly listening to it, it becomes a part of their life. And yeah. it is hard for a whole album to ever do that, right? Yeah. You will at some point be able to listen to the whole dark side of the moon, or at some point you'll, you'll do that as a, as a mission. But if it's just songs <laughs> yeah. and there are just 12 of them and you call it an album, it's hard for that to become ingrained in a person's life, and they will just pick which ones. And so yeah. to get to the great songs, I think you have to release singles and then mm-hmm. decide on the album. Some people record an album and then kind of waterfall release it, and I think that's great. I've, I've done that. Now, you have to waterfall release if you possibly can with an EP or higher. Can you about. explain to the cave people what a waterfall release is? So it, it's difficult without using like a visual, but I'll try to do it on a podcast. <laughs> um, it's basically, it looks like a waterfall. <laughs> um, so you basically, you record or you have, um, let's say an EP, like six songs. Yeah. And um, one of those should be a cover, uh, but this is part of my little program. So anyway, you do these, these say, five or six songs. Let's call it six songs. And you release the first single on your distro kit or TuneCore or whatever as one single. Yeah. And then you wait for 45 days and you release the next single. But as you do, you release it as a single with the first single as the second song. Mm. So think about it like an A and a B side. And then when you do the third one, you do a brand new single, and then you put Mm -hmm. the first and the second song as the second and third song on that single. It will always be listed as singles until you hit five or more songs that you can list as an EP. Those are the rules across Apple and Spotify. Some are different. Don't get on me. Don't email me. I know some (laughs) people can get it different on Deezer and be like, "Ah, it's a four-song EP. (laughs) Um, So, But that's normally the rule. And then once yeah. you get down to five or six songs, then you release that last single, and then you release the EP that has all of them. Each one of those has its own UPC code. It has its mm-hmm. own um, has its own performance, its own metrics. And so yeah. by doing that, you keep stacking. But when you use the ISRC code, which is what you put in your DistroKid or TuneCore when you load a song in to, for distribution the International Standard Recording Code, um, when you get that number, that when your first single comes out, you use that same number when you put it on your second release. So you put in a brand new single, creates a new code, and then you say, uh, my second single on this release, I'll use this code, which was already on Spotify and Apple yeah. and everything else. And so that means that each time, if your marketing gets better and better by the third or fourth release you're reaching more and more people who will then hear that you have four other songs, three other songs, Mm -hmm. and you'll get more streams on those, which count on the first single. Fantastic. And that's how to do, and that's how to do a waterfall release. Oh yeah. It's the best hold music I've ever heard in my entire life. Holy diver, you've been out too long in the midnight. Oh, it's becoming of me. Jump, jump. I'm going to go see Vivian Campbell play in a, a few weeks. Oh, yes. Again, with Last in Line, yeah. With Last in Line. 
Oh. Uh, that's such a fun show. Viv, I told this to Allie. I know that's like crush for Allie. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's so fucking amazing that Vivian Campbell is the kid in Def Leppard. He is in yeah. our band. We used to call the last people in Shit Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever the last latest guitarist came in or whatever it was, it would, we had a shit monkey. We had an actual monkey. I have it somewhere. But we had a oh, shit fantastic. monkey that used to drive on the on the van. But then when yeah. the new person came in, whenever the latest band member was, whoever you replaced, mm-hmm. they were shit yeah. monkey. They had the least amount of seniority. So they had to go get the Taco Bell. They had to go get the extra Keystone uh, Lights. Yeah. Until, until you're in. And like you hope to kick someone else out of the band so you'll no longer be shit monkey. <laughs> but as you build and you get more like roadies, like you have a driver, we got a roadie, we got a guitar tech, roadies. we got a drum tech. Each one mm-hmm. of those that came in, shit monkey. Yeah, that's fair. You that's go fair. get the chalupas. Uh, and we'd buy, we'd buy, but you had yeah, to course. fly. Yeah, you got to go get it for us. Yes. It was... In other words. But that's crazy how long they've been together, and he's been in the band personally almost 25 years. It's like 20 years. After all of his career with Dio and Whitesnake and fucking Mm -hmm. Wistos. I remember seeing him on the Hearing Aid Star (laughs) song. God, I love that. Mm -hmm. He's so badass. God, his Mm -hmm. tone is so good. Yep. He's uh, he's, uh, ripping through that same Les Paul in an angle. It's like, it sounds awesome. And I was in all those fights as a stoner kid about, like, you know, Vandenberg was a lot better. Oh, I loved Adrian Vandenberg, though. Well, yes, but I was a huge (laughs) Vivian fan. I was like, are you sure? And then Steve Vai comes in to do his whole thing. I'm like, what about that kid? (laughs) Oh, man. Did you see that Vai showed up at a show in, like, he he filled in for somebody. It might have been, I don't remember who it was, but... Yeah, somebody couldn't do the show, and so he, uh, you know, Vi was just happened to be there doing a Vi show the night before, and showed up on stage and played with White Snake. Holy shit! Yeah. Do you remember standing on the shore? I God damn it! I love that album. That's a good album. Sailing ships, well, have you ever seen that on YouTube? Uh, it's like it's just David Coverdale and Steve Vi. Everybody, <laughs> YouTube it. David Coverdale, Steve Vai playing sailing ships in Japan. And it's wow. like it's like they were asked to do an industry get together, like in a luncheon, because oh, wow. I have done these gigs. <laughs> like you're just <laughs> you're standing there in a silk shirt, a little sweaty, guitarist is on yeah. a little stool behind you, you know, and mm-hmm. like playing his little thing. And then you have to sing to the room. You know, it's like, and, and, but it's so good. It's this really slow version of sailing ships on an acoustic and it's, oh, cool. It's really, really, really good. And everybody's like, Jesus, how old are you? And I'm like, old enough to know good music. Yeah. That's what I said. Which I like the new music too. Um, Yeah. Which speaking of which, releasing new music, let's get back to this. Yeah. The deeper answer to whether or not you should release singles or an album and an album, maybe, and or an album. Yes. Why not? Is I think, and I've changed my mind on this a little bit. So one answer, the answer that I gave you about singles is about making money and building fans and like getting streams, right? But the other answer is albums really help musicians become better. There's Mm -hmm. this magical moment when you're a band and you get in the A room to do hand claps around the microphone. And you all have to learn how to clap by a microphone. You know how to clap, but the producer and you're working and like, oh no, okay, I need these quiet and then hold your hand and then slap back. And you guys do quicker ones, little things like that, or just knowing how to nail takes, knowing how to play next to a click track Mm -hmm. (laughs) next to, um, to I always say next to these days, whether you're (laughs) ahead or behind it, because you ain't on it. (laughs) No, I know you are. Um, but no, but you shouldn't be all the time. Um, as a guitarist, I guess as a drummer, no. you should, but, um, but yeah. Um, so I think there's a deeper reason to recording albums as a songwriter. I think it's important to try to think if you're stringing songs together of a time. So when you're, yeah. when you're in a writing mode and you write two or three songs at a time, or you write a chorus here and then you have a full song and you got kind of another verse working over here. 
you have to understand those are things you are writing in the moment, in that air, in this time in your life. Mm-hmm. And those somehow work together. You may not know it, yeah. but they somehow work together, yeah. um, especially if you're writing like as a personal artist, you know, and not like professionally. But um, And so there is something about going further with that narrative. Like, mm-hmm. are there 10 or 12 ways to look at this instead of one or two or three? And yeah. it stretches you as a songwriter to, to reach out and go, oh, there are other things going on in my life other than heartbreak and fucking, you know, and... There is? Well... Lame. There's also fucking and heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> Bed breaking. What's hey, up? hey, that's what she... No, um, no, I'm not... <laughs> I still don't have it. Um, but I do think it's important... So there's one reason to record an album. Number two is that I think recording an album, especially if you're good enough at home, right? If you're good mm-hmm. enough with getting a drum track or you know using a drummer, but you're good enough at producing a little bit on your own, maybe you send it out to a mixer. Um, yeah. But if you can record an album, and by that I also mean probably a cover or two, but if you can yeah. do that, <clears throat> you have enough content for the whole year. Like yeah. you can literally go 10 deep every mm-hmm. one and a half months and you can nail the amount of numbers that you have to do, which is where yeah. bands fuck up so much is they blow 25 grand on the album and they have nothing to promote it with. And they're hoping yeah. they sell some at the show or, you know, whatever. I don't know what they're thinking, Yeah, but they think they'll catch fire with their, you know, 4,000 fans and it just doesn't grow. And if yeah. you had more music to sort of leak out and, mm-hmm have a story about and have content about and talk about and, and also let people let it become their story. You're giving more chances to fans that are possible. Yeah. Right. Like if you only have one or two songs out in a given time period in a half a year in a year, like, Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason, that was the wrong time of year. People were more into like a party vibe, whatever it is. Yeah. You only had this amount of time to catch your fans with that one song. It may not even be that you suck. It just may be that they're all like, yeah, that ain't it right now. (laughs) Yeah. You don't release a a winter song in summer. (laughs) That's a, but that's a piece of it. Like you record one though. You absolutely record one. I was talking to so many people, like uh, you know, at holiday time, and they're they're like, "Should I write a Christmas song?" I said, "You should." Well, should I release it right now? I said, "No, you should wait until next year." And they're like, "Why should I wait so long?" Because you have to release it with intention and have a plan behind it. It can't just be, "I wrote this song, look at it, isn't it great?" Bye bye, because then it doesn't work for you no. as well. I wrote about that. They're like. You know, I, I I think I wrote about in December about how many people were reaching out like, hey, are you working Christmas songs for licensing? And I was like, no, like yeah. that's all done. I mean, there'll be yeah. some briefs that come in. I will tell you, like some of the TV stations will change their IDs, you know, from yeah. Halloween to Christmas. And yeah. so it'd be like the, you know, 10 spooky days. And then it'd be like <laughs> 10 crazy nights or over like Hanukkah. And they may, yeah. they may want something for like the station eight, ID. Eight, cra- eight crazy, eight crazy. I know what it is. I'm saying <laughs> IFC doesn't. Oh, beep. Um, <laughs> because Oops. they played Adam Sensor. Sandler movies on the either night yeah. too, on the other yeah. nights. Like, yeah. well, you know, fuck the Jews, whatever. Um History anyway, of the World Part Two. I'm I'm so uh, looking forward to that. I'm so looking forward to it. But that so I do it. think uh, that like albums are important, but if you have the time and the money and the expertise, I think if you're starting out, yeah, you know, get just. I think you have to, and this sucks for musicians now. Back in the day, you were able to go through tons of your songwriting without yeah. having that. We had no chance to record an album. We were going to do a demo somewhere and you had to pick three because that's all you could afford. But like you had to run through songs, playing them live and doing all of that before you really knew like, oh, people dig this one. Or like, I feel this one, a little tempo change, you know, that kind of stuff. Now, there is a way to do this, though. There is a way to do a pre-single. And and this is what I wanted to get to here is we're still thinking singles and albums. Right. And those are very much. I mean, those are vinyl terms, actually, you know, 45s yeah. And, yeah. and back to long plays. Um, but there's a way to do it now. I've seen some good rappers do it. 
Um, I've seen a few other regular artists. I'm not the only one who's been doing this over the last year. There are some newer people doing this. And that is, Mm -hmm. so really, what are you writing in a song? Like right now, especially if you're a rapper, if you're in hip hop, if you're you're doing uh, pop music, a lot of times you start with a chorus now, right? Like songwriters are taught in writing sessions, like let's nail the chorus. Let's nail the title and the chorus because that's going to be the most important thing. We'll get to the verses. Um, and so write the chorus and stop. So write the chorus or write the hook, whatever the hook is. Maybe it's a Mm -hmm. mid eight or something, but write that and stop and then write another one and stop and write another one and stop. If you can't write six 30 second songs, like what the fuck are we doing here? You can do that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what you do is you do that. You drop it into TikTok, into shorts into Instagram reels, um, with, you know, small performance with your phone. Do not spend money on this. The whole point is yeah. the audio. And you yeah. drop that as if it's a song that's coming out. Yeah. And you see what your fans think of it. You see what the people that follow you think of it. Is it getting shared? Is someone like, that's pretty cool? Or like, yeah. can't wait to hear this without saying anything. Don't say I'm dropping a song. Don't even say what the title is. Just like you can yeah. put it in as a sound. And yeah. and then you take whichever one of those is is blowing up. Spend your time on that. Yeah, go and finish that song, and now yeah. you have a really good shot at a single. And now you know the other ones. They may be on an album, right? But now you know how mm-hmm. to release them. Now you know, okay, that's probably not a second or third song. It's a fourth or fifth song. Yeah. You know, and you can tell that way. It is a little bit more work. You do have to be social. You have to have following. Yeah, but. But fucking ain't like nobody has had that as a possibility to figure out a single. You know, record companies mm-hmm. usually had to put out two or that's why there was a B side <laughs> because yeah. it was like, let's put out a single. And then if radio went, yeah, we're not feeling this. And they're like, uh, turn it over. Turn it over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The single idea and the, the pre single, this, this is a, a, a dirty term. I'm saying, yeah. I like it. Uh, that's what I call it. I call it pre singles. Um, but the, the, the whole concept is, is kind of backwards to the, the instinct of an artist, which is I created this new thing. I must release it now. And all of these things are talking about is if you just put a little bit of patience between the art you're creating and the putting out of the art, you can really have your, your work work for you in the long run. But, you know, I've got, I had an artist, we, we were working with her who had a song that she wrote two years ago, recorded 18 months ago, and she um, was shopping it for film and sync, and it, 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 didn't, it didn't quite land. But she waited over a year to release this single just because, well, if I'm going to have my art work for me, I need to be patient with it. And it's a great song she has. But, you know, the again, the you know, the timing matters. I've got another artist who's uh, I'm working with right now who's uh, working on his new EP, extended play, old term, you know. Totally. Um, <laughs> we, we're still using these archaic terms. Well, you this know? is on tape. Yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. I have a tape machine around here somewhere. Um, and it's like not the, casting he, anywhere, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what we were talking about was he was like, I want to get my first single out by October. I said, okay, when are you going to be done recording the album? He's like, the end of April. I'm like, okay, that's a that's a pretty good you know timeline. I said, w- I said, and so we went through the calendar and we said, oh my god, the middle of October, Halloween spooky month, and Halloween playlists were huge in 2022. I would I would like to point out every Halloween party I went to was playing a ha- Halloween playlist on Spotify that had like. Four million listens that week, or some crap like that. It was huge. And Monster mashes on every one of them, on every single one of them. But Adam's like then you family. had like there was the new Muse record came out last year with the uh, that Halloween song on, which I I it got beat the shit and the critics, and I fucking love it because it's just yeah. dumb and bombastic, and I love it. It's anyway, great, and the video is great. But we realized in the middle of October, there's a Friday the Thirteenth. Very and nice. we were like, oh, that's the, that's the first release date. Okay, so we're going to work up a Halloween single starting. Fr- but again, like, that's that little bit of planning. Yeah. You know, your art can see, like, if you have a, if you have a 
great summer song that you want to come out in the summertime, you can build a release campaign back from that date. Yeah. And when well, you, you should. Know, and you absolutely should. Yeah. Yeah. And but indies miss this all the time because like Yeah. That you know, I say this all the time, but you are a label, you are a publisher, you are the songwriter, you are the A and R person, you're the distribution, mm-hmm. you're the PR. And so you gotta take off some of those hats and put on the good one and be like yeah. as a label you know, labels yeah. have people that do this competitively that go, we're not releasing Taylor Swift when Beyonce's out. Yeah. One of them of goes course. first. And we, we yeah. figure out when, you know, we're not releasing, you know, Katy Perry next to Shakira. Like, there's a whole <laughs> lot of things yeah. that go that way. And yeah. same with rap. You don't want to, like, especially if you're on the same label, you don't want to dilute your fan base. Like, Two yeah. Chains has to wait. Till another Kendrick yeah. Lamar album comes out, uh, <laughs> another Kendrick banger. Um, but like, yeah. but that's important. And like, indies never look at that because they don't understand that their fans are listening to the bigger artists too. Like, I think yeah. a lot of times indies miss putting out a single when there's okay. So I know, I know of the okay. This is a great example. I know of a chick, mm-hmm. um, a gal in LA, and she is fantastic. She's doing pop like house pop music, okay? So it's kind of Ellie Goulding, more like. Oh, yeah, Um, nice. It's good, and she has a very unique voice, so it really stands out. Her people, I'm not involved in this project, but I've talked to them. Her people put out the song, and her song, I'll I'll tell you what it was about in a second, but put it out the same week that Miley Cyrus came out. Oh, really? and And it completely just was washed her fans are the same apparently Uh and the song was called flowers (laughs) oh no so i mean seo wise dead in the water that lyric is going to come up the bruno mars thing the all of the everything was you know deep 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 seo on that Mm -hmm. and she was just like she was flabbergasted like why didn't they see that that's not i didn't know that but there's a list you can look at Music database yeah. and see the list of ex- expected releases. You can do that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But okay, so where where do you fall? Do you like the idea of recording an album or an EP? I think we both agree with this. Don't record an album if you don't have the money, because you absolutely yes. will not promote an album. And don't record an album if you don't have the money to record the album and promote the album. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think okay. So I think it comes down to this. I think it I think it really does matter where you are in life, where you are yeah. in your journey and your musical journey. Mm-hmm. And to understand a few truisms. Your first mm-hmm. single will not be the best song you ever put out. Okay? So just yeah. just know that. Every single yeah. band there is not one. You can get a one-hit wonder, but it's usually part of an album. So Oh, Nighters. Yeah. But like so just realize that. Just and so that's how much like putting it all in you need to think about (laughs) you need Mm -hmm. to realize that ain't going to be it hopefully if you're here for a while you have a few songs so like come up with a plan don't just put something out and not do anything about it and like your artist i know that they i know that they were trying to figure out what the right plan was and how much that would cost and the right plan was very costly and i'm still of the mindset write and record and mix the great song and now you have gold Okay. Yeah. Fine. Go work a job and save up ten grand to promote the fuck out of it. If you think it's that good, do you think it's that good? Because yeah. I hear this yeah. from artists all the time, like, "Oh, you're devaluing the music and making a product." I'm like, "I'm not. You don't have to release it. It can be the best yeah. song that you and your mom ever heard. <laughs> you know, it can be. Yeah, that's fine. Absolutely. Yeah, you and that's your okay. girlfriend can love that song. You're coming mm-hmm. into my world, releasing it." Now there's numbers involved, there's people involved, algorithms, yeah. there's it's not about releasing it to people, it's about yeah. releasing it to the algorithm. Mm-hmm. And the only way the algorithm can read that, okay, this is important. We say this all the time. <laughs> you do yeah. not release anything on social media, maybe TikTok, but nothing to people. You release it to the algorithm of the platform that decides which people yeah. to show it to and how often. Yeah. So yeah. you got to play the game. Sucks. I didn't create it. Just telling you. So I would say always start with the idea of at least three songs. You could you could string a year with three songs and seem reasonable. But ask yourself: Are you are you an artist? Are you in the game or not? Are you just writing a song and releasing it? Fine. The same for you. That's fine. Do that. There's nothing wrong with that 
You might come up yeah. with a great song eventually. But if you're doing it, understand people expect now you're going to be releasing music a lot if I'm going to follow you yeah. as an artist. You're into a, a consistent right record release cycle you're always doing this yeah you get into it and and especially if you want the algorithms to work for you and not bury you because you're you're, you're not you're not relevant pinging anything yeah it uh, you know computers are like the whole goal of all these platforms is just to keep you on there longer as long as possible to sell you more donuts you know yeah i know it's the same way yeah. for paul mccartney as it is yeah. for you like when he yeah. releases digitally, it's the same thing. Like mm -hmm. if he hasn't had an album out in a while, they've got to work it. I saw that garbage yeah. garbage put out a a record, a song, whatever, not too long mm -hmm. ago. You know, they've got whatever I don't know, fifty or hundred thousand on on YouTube. You know, subscribers. Yeah. And actually, let me look. I want to see how many subscribers it is. They have yeah. three hundred nine thousand. Yeah. And so this is two months ago. You could look it up right now. I'm looking at it live. So you've got 309,000 subscribers, just YouTube. I'm not going to take yeah. Spotify listeners or whatever. They put yeah. out a song called Godhead, full video, by the way, Yeah, two months ago. It has 51,000 views. Hmm. Now, for a lot of people, that's a lot of views. Understand in the music world, that is not a lot of views, like in no. major music. Like, that not is. Not when you have 300,000 followers yeah, as well. Totally. That yeah. is, that's ridiculous. That's mm -hmm. that just tells me they didn't work it. They put it out and hope for the best. And what that's yeah. telling you as the musician is this doesn't go to your fans. The algorithm yeah. didn't like this. You didn't put any money on the Google ad side. You didn't yeah. do the SEO right. They didn't do the SEO right, by the way. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah. They, it's horrible. They did it wrong. I mean, this is garbage. They know what the yeah. this is Bruce, Bruce, uh, Butch Vig knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, but gar it says garbage yeah. dash Godhead, yeah. and it doesn't say official music video. It doesn't say lyric video. It just says video. Mm. <laughs> In parentheses, mm. it's wrong. Is what it mm -hmm. is. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that's challenging. But uh, again, the thing for me is, I know a lot of people like they're going. This doesn't seem like a hopeful prospect, but. For me, as the guy that's, you know, like looking at, like you and I look at this stuff all the time, and I see a direct line between a, a musician, an artist, and fans. I now see, like, even though the, the you know, the, the streaming revenue is not what people want it to be, I'm not going to say anything about what I think, but um, I different also. Different show. Different show. But, um, you know, the, there's a direct line between you and fans, and you can make a real dent in things if you do this right. Yeah. If you play this game and this is the new piece for everybody. This is this is where, you know, the 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 old guard kind of gets a little frustrated um because it used to be I'd go to my label, I'd get a hundred grand, I'd go into the studio over three months, I'd put it out and they'd support me and they'd take seventy percent of my revenue. Yeah. Well now that record label doesn't exist and you're doing all the work, but you have direct access to Eight billion people on the planet, most of them are on the internet at this point. You also you know? control your team. And, yeah. and I think this is important for everyone to know is that, like, so when you say work a single, work an album, work an EP, what the fuck does that mean? Well, there are tons of ways to do it. You yeah. know, social media, there's traditional media reaching out to PR people, trying to get write ups, blogs. You know, yeah. then there's direct social media, your own social media, and trying to engage your fans, build up a following. There's all of those mm -hmm. kind of things. But, like, a lot of times you might need some help. And, yeah. and that's okay. But, like, it's pretty amazing. You can get pretty cheap help now. A few Fiverr grand a month. Fiverr is your friend. Fiverr, totally. You can get yeah. really good help with it, at least to yeah. get to a level to where you're, you're making enough. You know, yeah. If you exactly. can't do it, make sure someone does. That's what I see too often: is a single gets released, no one cares, and the band yeah. is deflated. Yeah, because they yeah. just don't see. This is uh, this is why I don't see it as doom and gloom. Yeah, my point of view on this is that I want to know the information. Yeah, I want to know mm -hmm. the game. What are the rules? What are we playing with now? And yeah. like to me. That, How do I level up? If you're listening to this and you're hearing these things, you have more answers than you did before. 
Like now you yeah. know you're not releasing it to people. You're releasing mm-hmm. it to the algorithm. So go find out what that means. Well, it means it means the date it's released, the genre it's released, the metadata that's involved, how long it is, how long the yeah. intro is, how quick to the chorus. There's a whole lot of things that go into an optimized song. You know, yeah. I don't want to get away from our artistry here either. Record mm-hmm. that four yeah. disc album if you want. Just don't release yeah. it like that. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, hold that's on the to part it. About have a band. Yeah. Like the band, like a band together going into a room and playing their songs in a recording studio six times straight. That's going to make you a better band. Yeah. That's you know, and so there there is a there is a degree of this, and I remember like, you know, the albums that I've made over the years, like the going into the studio and making an album and making an album that made your just made your guts turn. You were just so fucking stoked on it. Yeah. That was a real high point. And it, for me, it was like, if I make this record and this record sounds as good, I've now got a product. Oh, everybody hates that word that I believe in. <laughs> and I'm going to hammer and market the fuck out of this. Yeah. So as many people can, can get that gut turn that I got because I loved how that felt. And I want to share that. Yeah. I know I'm biased cause I'm an older dude <laughs> and coming up, 28 uh, is the is just it's the, the end new of the 28 world, man. 28 is the new 28 yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> i i know like when i was coming up there was no chance you could make your own album like yeah. none closest mm-hmm. you could get i think the first time i was in a recording studio i was 16 something like that making an yeah. acapella demo um oh. and we got it i mean on on two inch tape what's up nice um and i think we got it on a cassette you know a blank cassette. A single. Yeah. Um, but like I was I was over the fucking moon about that. Like yeah. I made that. Like yeah. at that point, that was unattainable for almost everybody I knew. Yeah. You know, you could put on a boom box in your rehearsal space. That's uh, yeah. about as close <laughs> as you could get. There were some people that had put like two a, together, you could overdub. That's right. You could pull it right out of the mixer <laughs> and it could blow out everything. Yeah, you know, but then being able to go into a real studio, do real records, real mixing, real albums, real mastering, there's you do realize you are now a part of history. You're part of the people that that guy or that gal worked with, the people that have been through that studio. Now your audio is in that board. You know, one of the places Mm -hmm. I recorded, the board had been used on "I'm a Bitch" from Berlin. Meredith Brooks too. No, from Berlin. Oh sh. On "Bitch." And the Metro. Yeah. Oh, fuck that one. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. I was like, and I mean, that's just cool. Like, even if they're not the biggest band, I wasn't a huge fan or whatever. It's just like to know your signals, your guitar, your vocals, your shit's going through the same thing. That is, that's something we're losing with Dawes, which is fine. I'm not, I'm not saying always go back to recording land, but I'm just saying even setting out to make a record and putting the whiteboard up tracks. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. or having what do we have to do it, checking it having out. Having a track list somewhere of like, okay, yeah. drums are done, bass is done, secondary takes, whatever. Like there is something to understanding songs and yeah. what it takes yeah, for sure. to make a great yeah. song. And so I would say reach for an album, go for three singles. If you can, always do an EP. You got yeah. probably six, five, you got probably five or six songs in you at any time if you're you're doing this yeah. at all. And if you do a full album, you can split it into two EPs. Yeah, yeah. And do the EP, and you totally have a year there, and you take a few months yeah. off. You can start. Mm-hmm. A, first of all, like my my plan about the actual releasing per year. There's a whole another episode, but it's basically Jan, <laughs> January's dead. Most of February's dead. Industry's yeah, gone. Exactly. Nobody's doing anything. You can't pre-do anything. Uh, by the way, let's mm-hmm. tell everyone why January's dead. Why January dead? Because December's dead. Yeah. Because nothing's getting booked for January. <laughs> yeah. It used to yeah. be Nobody wants to do that. Madame and All, South of France. Although there was a lot of uh like the, a lot of the classic rock acts do a cruise in January and February. Booked last they July. Out, they, yeah, booked last <laughs> July. But like that's what they're doing. But that and, ain't and, new music. Like, going the, they're going to the Mediterranean and uh here's kicks. Yeah. Like yeah, um, rich people know. rich people vacation yeah. during January. Good for them. It. We yep, I love it. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think that the, uh, that if you go in and do it, I mean, it's a, it's definitely a singles world. The releases that when you're releasing to an algorithm, you're releasing one song at a time, 
but yeah, the, the having the cohesiveness of a of a like a cohesive vision for an EP that's all kind of done in the same place in the same with the same way, and you know, make write some great songs. That's yeah. really what matters. That's the thing is that I don't like. There's a business side to this, right? Of releasing singles. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. the artist in me and the songwriter in me, and I am a songwriter first, is that yeah. I do not want to take away the Black Parade from Gerard. Oh, no. You know what man, I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want to take record. away some band or singer's like vision of like, oh my God, I have a fucking idea. This yeah. all kind of goes together, and we're going to like, we've got yeah. costumes for it and visuals, and like that, the story is bigger than the songs. Like, oh, yeah. the, like I didn't say teenagers. I said the Black Parade. I didn't say mama. I said the Black yeah. Parade. Because the whole thing is a thing, and everything yeah. in it is pretty much fucking great. Yeah. And, and it yeah. keeps everyone aligned, you know, that can help you on tour, that can help yeah. you with your storytelling online. I mean, so there are so many great reasons to conceive of an album and to... Yeah plan to make an album um mm-hmm. and we're just talking about releasing um you're only going to be releasing one single at a time in fact you can only offer spotify editorial one track every 30 days so yep. i believe 30 or 45 days something like that so yeah that's what the algorithm's telling you how many yeah. songs should you put out so here's the definitive <laughs> answer how many songs should you put out at a time spotify tells you one one yeah. you can disagree <laughs> but that's what yeah. they're telling you. Let's wrap this sucker up. What was your favorite sync of the week? <laughs> oh, um, well, I just watched Sunday's Last of Us. Mm. And the end song, or no, no, it was two weeks ago. Uh, it was two weeks ago. So this is not a week, but this is what I saw this week. There was an acoustic Depeche Mode cover. And I can't remember what the name of the song was, but it was so perfectly paired with the scene. I'll have to look it up. Oh, yeah. Okay, hold on. Wait a minute. Was this the? Tell me. Wasn't this the one with the carousel? No, the one before that. Or that? No, because that was the like end. the cure, I think. Yes, the cure. Oh, the the cure was it was. Uh, um, Never let uh, me down uh, again. Yes, that was the Depeche Mode song. Yes, um, but the uh, the the cure tune that was the carousel music, and that's the thing that I fucking love. Like Katie and my girlfriend and I are watching this show together, and I'm going, wait a minute. Is that uh, just like heaven by the cure? She's like, sure is. I'm like, oh, that is that is wonderful. That is so gorgeous. That is so well played. It's the John and Hughes like, gay falling in love music, <laughs> oh. <laughs> which is so fantastic. Yeah, but the fact that it was the carousel music, and every now and then we'll catch something. He's like, is that what is that? I know that song. Yeah, you know? and that, those are my those are my favorite placements. Yeah. So would you go with the I'm taking a ride? Go never let me what down did, again. Yeah, that was the that was such a. I mean, never let me down again. The two of them are linked such, to each other. Yeah, yeah, and it's it was so. I'm a massive fan of like of um, shot composition. It's, this show is something is pretty magnificent. I know it's lifting from the video game, but the way that that shot was composed with that music, I'm like, I just want to hug somebody. Yeah, because for for me, the 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 cohesion of the of the art pieces together to make that happen just just really 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 brings me a great amount of joy there's also oh my favorite one ever is in the show the magicians okay which was take on me by aha yes and it was at the end of the I think it was the fourth season of that show they had a like a scene that was just and again i watched it and i went that is why I love film and music together. But wasn't it that a cover, right or was it the actual? No, it was a cover of it. Yeah. yeah. So it was, but it was the it was the cast saying it essentially. So it was like a. Oh my god, that's right. Yes, I remember. Do that. you know? But that that episode yeah. was just, and it's one of those things where uh, I'm a massive fan of old school prog rock. But if you take that scene on its own and you haven't gone on the journey up to that point, it doesn't matter. And I know that there's like these great like. Awakened by Yes is the same thing. It has one of the most magnificent climaxes. Uh-oh. That's what she said. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, uh, like musically, like Rick Wakeman's organ, uh, 
Um, but it was recorded, I guess, in some Swiss cathedral or something like that. If you don't go through the whole journey with these characters or with these these musicians, you don't get the payoff on the end of this beautiful, emotional, connecting piece of cinema or music. And I and together, like they're just magnificent. Yes. Now you go. <laughs> By the yeah. way, shout out to temping music editor Nathaniel Hill. Because those oh. temp boys, thank you so much for all of your work. When, so when you get mm-hmm. a song into a, like a sync run, and like so they want to put a hold on it, and you like get a song in on a brief, and they're like, "Yep, okay, we're you know just put a hold on this," so you yeah. don't license it the next day, you know. And so yeah, um, the temping people are the ones that basically they're they they put in the song, they split up the stems, whatever they you know address some of the. The narration over under the song and when the song's fading in and out. And so they get to do that stuff. And they're the ones who actually sell the song. Yeah. They want to see if it works. And like they try to yep. make it work. And that's those people are awesome. Thanks, y'all. Mine, um, I'm watching Shrinking on Apple oh, TV it's Plus. So good. About two episodes behind right now. I can't believe Harrison Ford is 80 years old. It's awesome. Yeah. Good for yeah. him. Um, although I will tell you. This is a little out of bounds here. I'm afraid yeah. to get that short. I'm afraid to get, like he seemed so much taller. And I know that you shrink as you get older, but he seems a yeah. lot shorter. I think it's Jason Siegel is so large. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> good. Yes, Jason yeah. Siegel is I just I just picture that's Bill Lawrence. You know, Bill Lawrence is yeah. the executive producer and creator. <laughs> I just think that yeah. that's ba- like that's kind of what he wears. He's sort yeah. of half unclean shaven. You know, I love it. But anyway, so they're, um, one of the um, therapists is driving home in her Tesla, and she is just jamming along to, this is the story of a girl. That's right. I remember yes. that. Yeah. A story of a girl from nine days. And the actual title of it is called Absolutely Story of a Girl, because 90s bands were in fucking sufferable. With their band <laughs> names, <laughs> so well done, well done. Because he's when he says it, so of course you know if you don't know the song, this is the story of a girl who uh, who what what river do? and drown the whole world, drown the whole world. I absolutely love her, I absolutely love smiles. her. But that's the way he sings it. I absolutely love her when she smiles, and they called it absolutely, mm-hmm. like they picked that one word. No, it's actually about my absolutely loving her. So, like, we're going to call it absolutely. And then the management came in and went, um, you're going to fucking call it story of a girl, or I'm not working this. Yeah. And then they yeah. put it story of a girl there. I mean, I'm just imagining that's what happened. <laughs> that reminds me of the uh, all night long, uh, all night, parentheses, all night from Lionel Richie, yes. like where the backup, the backup vocal vocals. gets credit in the title of the song. I love it. All so night. Much. Richard Marks, one of the backup singers on that. Kudos to Richard Marks. I fucking love you. Richard Marks. Martini so shots. Tink, tink. Um, so story of a girl in shrinking, it's a great scene. Uh, yeah. If you get to see it, it made me smile. Um, and I you just absolutely love her. Yeah. And I just, okay. I like when those kind of bands get a little play. I think there was a sugar Ray yeah. song in it too. Um, yeah. I don't know if they even got to his vocals, but they did some of the music. Um, yeah. but so yeah, there's, there's a whole lot of that, like sort of nineties, two thousand stuff in it. I think Portugal, yeah. the man and. A few other bands Excellent. like that, but it was kind of fun yeah. to have that that little song from way back there. And yeah, like if yeah. you're younger, you're like growing up, or you're in school, and that's what you're listening to, and you're singing in your yeah in your your, your fucking hairbrush. <laughs> yeah, you know. But I think yeah. it's just a great a great a great driving song. It was a great like it's not unlike yours. It's not this yeah. moving emotional moment, but it is no, but perfect yeah. for the scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Katie and I are rewatching Ted Lasso again, it, leading into the new season coming up in a couple of weeks. And um, uh, "Don't Look Back in Anger" is one of the oh. songs in that. And I just for like I forget how great those songs are, you know. And like, and you hear it, and you go, "Oh man, that's a." And the uh, the Rick Astley episode is obviously wonderful. Yeah, yeah. In season two, so yeah. <laughs> So those are some great syncs of the week. Um, what, where should we send people for your Spotify class? 
Oh, uh, you can visit StuMillerMusic.com, and there's a there's a pop-up that comes up to annoy you and tell you when the next class is. Fantastic, and we'll have those links and stuff. Um, I am working on my super secret project that's supposed to, oh. supposedly coming out later in the month. Um, Fantastic, I love it. Yes, it is a different kind of music guru project. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love this, but this is the this is the way I believe that creators should be always working and tinkering and playing around with something. Just always be creative. Yes, do a little something. A B C. Do a little something. Yeah. Yeah. And I want y'all to remember to rate and subscribe. Give us five stars, whatever. Um, leave a hilarious comment, even if you hate us. Please. Just be like, Please, my something God, about poop what would be great? What's the matter with these two? <laughs> um, but like, we're gonna do this until you hate us or we're making money at it, one or the other. Yeah. Um, and it may um, be both at some point. Hopefully. That's the goal. Yeah. The goal. But we are uh, grateful to everybody for letting us pass on a little wisdom today. Uh, hopefully everybody got something from it. Because I know every time you and I chat, which is usually two to four hours every day, um, of just bullshit. And then we solve all the world's music problems. Why not and, monetize you know, it? <laughs> why not? And so, you know, every time I got a phone with you, I was like, oh, I've got a billion great ideas now. And, you know. And then you go, we go, you go create yours, and I go off and create mine, and come back together and go. We should have a podcast. That's right, that's right. And so we do. So thanks for joining us, and we all see you next time. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>